Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows everything there is to know. I appreciate that, Charlie. Yeah, you know welcome. what I didn't know earlier today, though? But then you know now, well, I don't so that's know. why you know. I, I What I did know earlier was how to shut up that freaking baby that was next door crying like crazy. I was so terrified that that was going to be happening while we were recording the show today. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys were in an office building here, like any other... It was like other, we were on a plane. It was... God, it was terrible. I mean, they're probably still right there. They can probably hear everything I'm saying yeah. right now. Okay, so I'm going to be nice, but... I'm so happy they did whatever they did to that kid to get it to stop making noise. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. This is, um, I was about to say before we just decided to go live, I didn't exactly organize this perfect professional show that you guys have become so accustomed to over here at Good Morning Liberty because Charlie and I are both going out of town here in a couple of days. And you know, like when you're on the last week of school, and yep. everyone, I mean, you're there. You don't do anything. But you're just kind of like, okay, we all realize that this is a formality, <laughs> that we're all leaving on Wednesday, and we're just kind of hanging out, playing games, talking, and everyone's fine for it, okay? Uh, that's that's what's happening right now, except for the fact that I have a ton of stuff for the show. It's just not perfected out like a, like like robots and, and perfectly thought out or anything. So there's a few things I want to talk about. The White House Correspondence Center happened over the weekend, and I, I'll be honest, I saw a lot of negative takes about this. Now, Charlie, if you've ever seen before, this is where they get together, and it's actually, like, funny. They make jokes comedy, about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not as funny as it used to be, I will say. I mean, back in the day when they would have the, the George W. Bush impersonator come up there and, and up there with Bush at the same time, yeah. like, that was really funny stuff. Was that Frank Caliendo who did that? Well, he did a really good one with it. Uh, not at the one I was watching okay. earlier. I I'm not sure who it was. Um, I actually like this whole thing, and it's not because I think it's amazing and hilarious. I like it because it's the day of the year where all of them admit that this is all fake. They all get they together. Tell it in a joking manner. Yeah. They all get together, and they make fun of each other, and they make fun of the media, and there's Republicans and Democrats in the room, and they're all laughing and making fun of each other, and they all sort of acknowledge the fact that all of the other days out of the year is an act, where they all have to act like they hate each other so much, and they're all about to destroy the world, and they're all about to kill each other, and they all get together, and they're like, that was was great, everyone, wasn't it? (laughs) Let's all just talk about, wow, that was crazy. It's the, you know? re- it's the real Hollywood. It is. Yeah. So We just I, pretend Hollywood's out in L.A. No, it's in D.C. So. I actually appreciate the dinner when it happens. Now, Biden got up there and told some jokes, and I'll be honest with you, I thought a few of them were pretty good. That's not giving credit to Biden. Of course he didn't write any of them. <laughs> we, all, we all know that. Um, I will say, my God, what year did he die? <sighs> It looks bad. It doesn't it look looks, good. It looks real bad, okay? Oh, man. So to start off this Monday, because there's quite a few things, I just wanted to, to play some of the jokes, and we'll we'll talk about maybe a couple things, whether or not they're funny or whether or not they're actually true. But once again, just have a, a po- joke. have a positive outlook about this. 
you got to see how much they really care about everything. Today, White Pill Wednesday over or the weekend. We're not going to be here for White we Pill won't. Wednesday, so yeah. we're sprinkling in a few of them right now. Let's hear some of these pretty good, a few decent jokes. After all, I believe in the First Amendment, not just because my good friend Jimmy Madison wrote it. <laughs> this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. Okay, so there's two pretty good ones. And that's the truth. He made fun of himself for being old. He said, my friend Jimmy Madison wrote it. Yeah. And it's like I was friends with James Madison. That's a good, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good joke, you know? And then he made fun of the fact that he doesn't, doesn't answer any questions. Ever. Now, here's where it's cool because this is actually a serious problem. He doesn't take questions and do press conferences because he is in serious cognitive decline and he's too old for this job and he has no idea what's going on. And this is the most powerful man in the entire world. Yeah. Like, so that's, it's like a real serious problem, but mm -hmm. this is the day of the year where everyone gets to agree that he's too old for this job and we can all laugh about it. And then he's back to work today. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, here we go. You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. You say I'm over the hill. Don Lemon would say, that's a man of his prime. <laughs> that's a good joke. I want everybody to have fun tonight, but please be safe. If you find yourself disoriented or confused, it's either you're drunk or Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> I love NPR. I love NPR? Yeah. Because they whisper into the mic like I do. It would have been better if you would have remembered to whis whisper into yeah. the mic. Yeah. You know, like in like NPR does. Yeah. When they do the radio shows. Welcome to NPR. <laughs> well, not everybody loves NPR. Elon Musk tweeted that it should be defunded. Well, the best way to make NPR go away is for Elon Musk to buy it. <laughs> this dinner is one Pretty of the two dope. great traditions in Washington. The other one is underestimating me and Kamala. Come on. That's a tradition. But the truth is, we really have a record to be proud of. Vaccinated the nation, transformed the economy, earned historic legislative victories and midterm results, but the job isn't finished. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> what do you want? Okay, I do. Okay, so I'm going to give Biden, if you're out there, a little bit of props for one thing. He, he tried, when he said tries to say too many words, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and he said vaccinated the, the nation. I mean, if, I don't know exactly what he was saying, like vaccinated the, the nation. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly happened. When he said the Tucker Carlson joke, what I heard was actual comedic timing that happened. Yeah. Okay. He said that's, he said the job isn't finished. I mean, it's finished for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Yeah. He did a good job with the comedic timing, and I just thought we should give him some props. Why are there like so many random actors and actresses and stuff that go to this thing? I thought this it was is just, Hollywood. It's so weird. Duh. Like this, uh, this dude. I mean, I hope They're I get it right. They're probably trying like, to learn. Like this dude from Jurassic Park out here. Um, I They're, hope that's him. They're learning from the greats. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me if that's not correct. By the way, but I'm that. It looks like the dude from Jurassic Park. I hope that's correct. Okay, making sure. Going about it like that. Like, you think that's not reasonable? 
Give me a break. Just give me a break. Look, like I often say, don't compare me to the Almighty, compare me to the alternative. We added 12 million jobs. That's just counting the lawyers that defended the president. Yeah, it was almost a pretty good joke. But he kind of fumbled. He fumbled yeah. it. Yeah. Like he did with some of the, the Santa stuff. I mean, that's it's a, it's a pretty good joke, and we can make fun of the fact that he, he didn't actually add 12 million jobs. And we've said that how many times? You know, you allowed those jobs to come back. There are some more actors out there. That dude was in, a, um, he was in Ozark. And uh, I don't know what else he was in. Not sure. At Ron DeSantis... I had a lot of Ron DeSantis jokes ready, but Mickey, but Mickey Mouse beat the hell out of me and got there first. <laughs> now look, can't be too rough on the guy. After his re-election as governor, he was asked if he had a mandate. He said, hell no, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'll give you time. That's a racy joke there that's, to hear from the uh, from the president right that's there, man. Pretty racy, gay joke. How about that? Craziness. I think that went through. <laughs> you got it. Look, y'all keep reporting my approval ratings is forty two percent. But what do you? But I, I think you don't know this. Kevin McCarthy called me and asked me, Joe, what the hell's your secret? Uh, uh. I'm not even kidding about that one. <laughs> the speaker's trying to claim a big win this week. But the last time Republicans voted on something this, that hapless, it took 15 tries. Okay, that was a pretty smart joke. But I'm I'm not sure everyone in there got there. Were, there were some oohs in there, but said the speaker was trying to claim a big win. But the last time they did something this hapless, it took them 15 tries. That was them confirming the speaker mm-hmm. of the house. It's so, great the cable news networks are here tonight. Oh, here we go. MSNBC owned by NBC Universal. <laughs> Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good joke. Uh, Last year, your favorite Fox News reporters were able to attend because they were fully vaccinated and boosted. This year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. (laughs) And hell, I'd call Fox honest, fair, and truthful. But then I could be sued for defamation. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Honestly, it's a pretty yeah. good one there. Okay. <clears throat> now, once again, I just, I appreciate it because, listen, everyone, this is all fake. This is actually the real world that you're watching right there. Like, there's the real world. That's mm-hmm. how much they actually care about all this stuff. All the other stuff is just fake. It's just theater, you know? And, and there's, there's a few ways that you can tell that it's theater. Now, there's been some, I, I did notice some some interviews and people coming out recently saying these congressmen and women that are super upset when the cameras are on, when they go back to the closed room sessions, go back to the closed door sessions, everyone's fine. Everyone's all chummy. No one cares because there's no cameras. 
maybe we should take the cameras out of there. I don't know. I think it's maybe creating a lot of, uh, uh, a lot more fakeness out there. Now, one thing we have before this uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner thing, there's this big climate protest outside, this uh, climate defiance protest that was out there. And they go out there and they, they decide they're going to line up and they're going to block cars coming in. Well, there's been a, another uptick in climate protests, uh, especially after Biden voted to uh, extend the, the lease for that, that giant drilling site up there. I can't remember the name of it right now. And so there's people out here protesting. Because we're all going to die because of fossil fuels. And they're actually blocking people from coming up to the White House for the Correspondence Center. They're blocking government vehicles here. No more drilling. Okay, and now I'll share you something that was uh, that was pretty annoying about this. So out there in the crowd at some point in time are Justin Pearson and Justin Jones from here in Tennessee. With their megaphones, they join the climate protesters outside. And you know why? It's not because they went there to join the climate protests. They're attending the White House Correspondence Center. So they're wearing tuxedos, okay? Now remember, this is all connecting to a conversation about how fake this is. So we got Justin Pearson out here. Created in a multiracial, multi-generational way. And what we must do is never quit. Because if we never quit, we can never lose. And in this fight for never justice, stop stopping. we must remain steadfast, unmovable, and unchangeable in our belief that we can have a clean planet, that everybody has a right to live. Oh my God, just say the, all the stupid things that you can think of. <laughs> Just say every stupid thing. This is also a, they have to keep the momentum rolling. I know. By the way, so they got to right. they got to keep in front of the cameras. <laughs> they got to do these types of things so that they stay famous. Now I'll show you in the let's see. Just I guarantee you, their Twitter account has gone way up. Oh yeah, and they'll for be sure. they'll be able to profit off this for a long time. Justin Jones is out here. <laughs> Okay, now get this, Charlie. He's wearing an AR-15 lapel pin. <laughs> this is what democracy looks like. You see, he goes out here and stirs up all these people, and then he goes into this insanely expensive <laughs> gala to have dinner with all the famous people. Yeah. Now, do you think he pulled out a bullhorn or megaphone and interrupted the dinner that no. night, Charlie? Of no. Of course not. He didn't interrupt the dinner. He's out there with the protesters who were protesting the event and blocking people from coming in, and he goes out there and grabs a megaphone and grandstands for a bit, and then he just goes into the event, doesn't interrupt the event while he's in there. Yeah. While he was just out there protesting with the people that were protesting the event. I mean, you got to have some of your people on the inside, yeah. you know, so they can figure out what's going on and, so, and report back to the people. This is a perfect example. That's right. Tactical says brave. So brave. Here's the fake world, and then what you saw inside the Correspondence Center was the people in real life for a little bit, except for they had joke writers writing for them. So mm -hmm. it was slightly more funny than they would normally be. Yeah. And I think if we would all just accept how fake all if, of this is, it would help. actually believed in what he was saying out there on the megaphone, all of them, by the way, uh, he would have declined the invitation. Or why didn't he go get himself thrown out? Yeah. 
Is he worried about getting expelled from the White House Correspondence Center? No. He would just go get himself thrown out, and that would be fine if he really wanted to make a point with someone, but that's not something that he wants to get thrown out of. He wants to be able to be in there to hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. It's all just a fake, giant-ass grift, and I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Now, speaking of these climate protesters, I did want to make fun of this guy. Uh, these people, this is from last week, I believe. They're smearing paint or whatever it is all over this piece called Little Dancer Age 14. I don't particularly care about art all that much, but this is really stupid, and especially what this guy says while they are doing this. We are adults. We should be at home working. I have a job that requires health and safety, but I can't do my job unless I have a government that does their job in looking out for the health and safety of our children. Now, we blame Trump for people ingesting <laughs> bleach after he said that bleach may cleanse the insides. Uh huh. But, I mean, these people are, like, literally brainwashed. They're... They're nuts, man. There's no way they actually believe. Like, this guy has a job, but he can't do his job because the people in the government aren't doing their jobs. And so he has to do this first And off. the climate catastrophe is coming. <laughs> you know? Okay, let's go with a little bit more. We'll have a, a uh, libertarian conversation here about what you would do when this happens in front of you on the road. That's all it is. Turns out the first two cars are involved. Oh. Yeah. That's what I heard. Anyway. That's what I heard. Scientists tell us that 1.5 degrees is locked in. Alright, this is boring. Are you serious? I start a new job today. I have been unemployed since April. She's one of the people most affected by climate change. I know, disproportionately. Yeah. The wrong way. Ridiculous. Y'all always do this the wrong way to go about it. The wrong way. You guys are wrong. So I'm supposed to be the unemployed again. If I miss this interview, what's going to happen to my family? Y'all don't care, do you? I know you don't. You just shook your head. No, you don't. I really want to punch the people in the face. Like, I would violate the nap. Are they violating the nap to start with, though? Honestly, I agree with Tom. I think that they're racist, clearly. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's so. just like these, these rich, entitled white people who the, probably, you just imagine that they, that they work at a college or something like that. Like, that's just who it looks like, you know. And they go and they smear stuff on these, on these pieces of art or they're, they're out there protesting for fun. They're blocking traffic for people who need to go to work. And they don't actually care about people. I, don't, I think there's something wrong with them. She, that Mentally. She's been unemployed for a year, she said, since April of last year. Really? And she's going to an interview, and she needs a job. <sighs> they don't care. They don't care. Speaking of violating the nap, what do you think about Maj Toure getting suspended from Twitter for this tweet right here? We'll have a little bit of libertarian conversation for a sec so he gets suspended because he says 
if you do a drag queen story hour for children in my community, I'm going to pull up and assault you. I'll be arrested. By the time I bail out and you reschedule another one, I'll pull up again, smack the F word out of you once more because I don't give a F. Hashtag bail money on deck. Yeah. He got suspended for it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's still suspended. I haven't checked. I guess I could check that while we're talking right now. I mean, he um, literally said, I'll assault you. So that's kind of... It's like, it's one of those things where you agree. Like, morally. Yeah. I mean, philosophically, I kind of agree that there are certain people who deserve to get assaulted sometimes. Like those people that were just blocking the road. You kind of agree that they deserve to get punched in the face. You know? Yeah. Or my response was, someone asked, uh, what would you do? I think Angela McCardle asked, what would you do? I said, I'd just ignore him. Just keep driving. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Don't let him bother you. Okay? <laughs> All right. You do you. I'm going to do me. I was going on the road. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to this, you know, he got, he got suspended and it does kind of seem like he's threatening, but he's not threatening the specific, you know, he didn't say, Hey, this drag queen story hour, I'm going to go there and assault people. Right. So I don't know if it matters of whether or not it's a specific thing or this is a hypothetical event. Like you're telling me that no one's ever said they're going to beat the crap out of someone if they did something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's a, it's a hard one because uh, yeah, I, mm. I think what they're doing to try to groom children is absolutely disgusting. And I do believe that you have a moral obligation to protect children. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, <laughs> I think the, the problem is, is I always go back to like what Martin Luther King Jr. did, um, which is he got he, assassinated. Well, he led change with love. Yeah. Though. Like you're not gonna be able to stop everybody from doing everything. Um, that's it. That's immoral. Yeah. Of course you're not. The best we can do is try to get information out there and um, love those, even even the ones we hate. You know, love them even harder, and try to and but, try to and try to win in the in the realm of ideas. I, I think, you know, protesting the event and things like that probably a good thing. I don't think, you know, I don't know. Part of me thinks punch him in the face. Is, <laughs> you know, would be just depends on what kind of day you're having. Fun. You know, now if they try to like get my kid in there, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can suspend me. Now the thing and is, me because. That's not going to happen. The thing is, I don't want you to tell us on Twitter because that could be dangerous, but what do you think is the proper libertarian response? Let us know via the Converso app. Get the Converso app. Download it right now. You can download it for free. Uh, start talking to us, 555-184-3042. Send me a message. What do you think about what Maj Touré said? Should he have been suspended? Is he correct? Is he correct? And also, it makes sense he was suspended. It's kind of where I land on, on the whole issue. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's a, it could be a nuanced conversation. What else happened over the weekend? A little bit of weekend. Magoo says there isn't a libertarian response. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not that there's not a libertarian response. I think we just might not like it. Well, I think the issue is that by default, the principles should be to avoid violence if at all possible. Mm -hmm. But there, you know, there comes a time when the blood of Trees with liberty have to be watered by children, watered yeah. by children and tyrants. You know, there is a time where you you do have to fight for the moral and right thing, and so that's why I'm saying I go back and forth because part of me is 
part of me definitely is like, yeah, these people need to be punched in the face. There aren't enough consequences <clears throat> for doing terrible things to children. Yeah. Um, and the other part of me is like, well, do we punch the, can we punch the parents of the children in the face too? Cause they're the ones bringing them there. Yeah. The kids at the end of the day, the kid's still going to go home with those parents who were terrible. Right. So what are you going to do? No. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go over a few things that happened over the weekend. Now, Charlie, I don't know if you saw first Republic bank gone seized by regulators sold off the JP Morgan chase. Uh, this is the, I believe second biggest bank failure now. Um, it, it was big. And they lost $100 billion in deposits after the whole um, after the whole Silicon Valley thing happened. Now, here's the annoying part. We're not going to go through the big article and explain all the stuff. They went through basically the same problem. Uh, but after the Silicon Valley Bank thing happened, they started losing a bunch of their deposits. Probably a bunch of them with the JP Morgan. Here's the annoying part. The government basically took all of the crap that First Republic had. And then JP Morgan got to take all of the nice non-risky assets and buy it from them with no risk on, at all on the cheap government guarantee on the cheap for jp morgan okay which makes them even bigger now i mean good lord if something bad ever happens at jp morgan chase like if there's any type of failure it's got, there's no conversation about whether or not everything's going to collapse like they're they're that big okay it's it's massive mm. okay <clears throat> so they were able to come in and just have luckily us the taxpayers took on like all the losses that everyone had, but also because we're so nice and we're so generous, we're guaranteeing everything that JP Morgan took on as well. And so, and, and we're happy to do it for him. We're yeah. happy. You know, mm -hmm. Jamie Dimon over there, he's in need of he, he some called, money. I he guess. called you called. He's like, Nate, are you sure you're okay with this deal? Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure as hell I am. And uh, the, you're like, do, do I pay my taxes? I sure do. Mr. Dimon. Once again, what I hate about all this um, is now they guarantee the depositors and all that. And, and there is a conversation to be had about whether or not depositors should be guaranteed over the 250000 I think it's no. I think that if you have 250000 in insurance and you put in more than that and the bank goes under, then what's the point of the two hundred fifty k cap on the insurance? Let's just say it's endless, you know? Yeah. And what people need to learn is that it's important that you know where you put your money. And when people realize that it's important where you keep your money, then banks realize that people realize that it's important where you keep your money and therefore banks pay more attention to what they do with your money. And so to compete for your deposits, they have to make better decisions as opposed to uh, who cares? They're just going to guarantee everything. And, yeah. But that's capitalism for you. <laughs> that's capitalism's <laughs> fault, right? It is. Oh, speaking of <clears throat> this is, not connected. There was also this uh, Epstein information that came out over the weekend. I heard about this. Are are we really just going to brush, you know, just kind of brush the whole Epstein thing under the rug? Just kind of push it under there and that's what they're trying to and do. Pretend like it never happened. Well, look, it's been what four mm. years since he died. Has it been? It's uh, 2019. 2019. Mm. So how did this happen? I mean, guys, everyone knows what was going on. And they know some of the people that were going to his island multiple times. And we're all just supposed to act like it's not a thing that yeah. happened? Really? By the way, they were raping children. <laughs> it's one of the things that's, they were doing. That's one of the things. Master Ray told me about it. He was going to assault people that were coming back from the island. He got suspended back then for yeah. it. You know? So, uh, and we're just supposed to act like we don't care who was on his list and who was going there. 
Uh, so the newly revealed private calendar showed scheduled meetings with the current CIA director, a college president and attorney who served in the Obama administration. Uh, also, yeah, we got William Burns. We got uh, Leon Botstein. We got the Obama White House counsel, uh, Catherine Rumler, and Professor Noam Chomsky. Mm. That's weird. That's a weird one. You know what? We should never try to figure out what they were doing. You know? No. I bet it was all in the up and up. Okay. Okay. We should, actually, we should label what he mm. was doing Russian influence. That's <laughs> what it and was. if that's the case, they would not stop Mm-mm. investigating <laughs> him. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's a good idea. Epstein was somehow colluding with Russia to get Donald Trump elected, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, so let's look into it. Okay. Completely unrelated. We were just talking about how JP Morgan, if they ever collapsed or something happened, it would be really terrible for the entire world's economy immediately. There's nothing you can do about it. JP Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, who is well known as one of like, it's like Warren Buffett and then like Jamie Dimon. Those are the, maybe Charlie Munger. There's some other people like that. But as far as like who's actively protecting people's money right now, Jamie Dimon, when he speaks, people listen. And unfortunately, one of the times he's going to be speaking is going to be in a deposition about Jeffrey Epstein and the sex trafficking and the bank accounts that they were using at J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. and whether or not he knew about it. And there is a there is a chance that they are going to be able to show that people high up at J.P. Morgan Chase who met with Epstein and knew actually might have known what was going on. And we're willing to just keep it quiet because there was a lot of money moving back and forth between the accounts. If this somehow implicates Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, and he ends up having to step down, that stock is going to crater. Uh, he's going <laughs> to deny it all. I'm saying if they find something, mm. if they have something of evidentiary value to tie him to knowing about this. My prediction <clears throat> on that is it's going to be pretty slim. I I agree with you. It probably would be. there's a lot be. of powerful, connected people who just don't want any of this stuff to get out. But obviously. My, but my what if, my like deep thought what if was, what if we can't actually hide from this Epstein thing? And then and what if this as a catalyst for the Great Reset? And what if we can't hide from the Epstein thing and somehow it were to take down J.P. Morgan Chase, which took down the entire world's economy because of how big they are. And that's what we get for trying to ignore the Epstein thing this whole time. You know, it's like Mm. you can't escape it. You can't ignore it. Yeah. And that ends up being the catalyst for the the recession Mm. slash depression. I'm just saying. Slash apocalypse. It would be kind of, it would be fitting. It, It really would be fitting. To be taken down by be fitting or be fitting. It would be it would be a fitting end oh, okay. to our economy if it was taken down by the fact that we were just ignoring the fact that our politicians and powerful people were banging kids on an island and we off the guy that was facilitating the whole thing. Okay. A couple more things. As I said, we're not super organized, but I want to mention what's going on in the world. Some good news. It's not White Pill Wednesday because we're not going to be here for White Pill Wednesday, but a federal judge has blocked the Illinois assault weapons ban. Look at that. Now that's some good news. And now it's going to be going to the Supreme Court. It's probably definitely a Trump appointee. (laughs) Probably. You want to read some of this, Chuck? Federal judge in Illinois has blocked the state's assault weapons ban from taking effect. 
Judge Stephen P. McGlynn of the Southern District of Illinois issued a preliminary injunction against the PICA, Protect Illinois Communities Act, Friday, blocking it while uh, while a lawsuit proceeds. McGlynn ruled that the law likely violates the Second Amendment and Supreme Court precedents set by the Heller and Bruin cases. Mm. Quote, can the senseless crimes of a relative few of a relative few be so despicable to justify the infringement of the constitutional rights of law-abiding individuals in hopes that such crimes will then abate or at least not be as horrific, McGlynn wrote, speaking in 1700s <laughs> not terms. Bad. We don't have to, I haven't, we haven't actually gone through this article, so we don't have to go. Let me finish what he said there. Uh, where was... He said, uh, more specifically... Can PICA be harmonized with the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution and with Bruin? That is the issue before this court. The simple answer at this stage in the proceedings is likely no. So, there we go. uh, The the good thing about the Bruin decision was uh, there's some terminology in there talking about uh, weapons in common use. Oh, there it is right there. Court also found that accessories, high-capacity magazines, assault rifles, AR-15s, and AK-47s are protected under common use because all of them have millions of units in circulation. They're definitely in common use. There are tons of them out there, millions, mm-hmm. to hundreds of millions of these things out here. And I think there's a good chance that this court, this corrupted, right-wing, fascist court will allow people to keep their right to defend themselves. I know it's straight up fascism and Nazism, just Mm -hmm. like Hitler did. You know, it's the exact same thing. (laughs) You're right, people on the left. One thing, Uh, you know, it's, we've been harping on the truth so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, we need to keep drilling down on people. And when they say ridiculous things, like, well, just like Hitler did, I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like, can you just back that up? Yeah. Just a little bit. Back that fact up, okay? And just see if they can. Because I'm sick of people just getting in the way with saying ridiculous stuff. Um, Like Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing we'll talk about today before we get out of here. Uh, Also from the Daily Wire, Bernie Sanders calls for confiscating all money people make over $999 million per year. All right, we'll play the clip that this is from. uh, Oh, God. This might be, why did I get signed out again? Someone trying to sign into our Twitter right now? What is going on? Okay. Sir, you're saying that billionaires should not exist. So you're, are you basically saying that once you get to $999 million, yeah. that the government should confiscate all the rest? I'm saying that we should go back to a very progressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which would mean that, that after over a yeah. billion dollars, basically yeah. it all goes to the government. I, you may disagree with me. But I'm I just say, asking. Like, fine. Yeah, I think people can make it on nine hundred, you know, ninety-nine million dollars. Sir, you're saying <laughs> now. I think for- people the way he frames it. I, I think know. people can make it. They'll be just fine. They won't be living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> the problem with what Bernie's saying is that it, it's not even factually. It's not even logically accurate. What this statement makes no sense whatsoever. He's saying that they're going to confiscate, and he's talking about Eisenhower, and listen, they have like a 90, 95% tax rate, whatever it was. Income tax rate. Income tax rate over a certain threshold that almost no one made. 
And they would take 90, 95%. Like almost no one paid it. Still the effective tax rate was still in like the 30s or something for when we had the 95%. Okay, <clears throat> no one makes over a billion dollars in income. There you go. It's that simple. Except for maybe El Chapo. I mean, it's, I mean, that guy was making pure cash. Who is making more? He's talking about income taxes, specifically when he talks about the Eisenhower, when he talks about our massive 95% tax rate that we had. He's talking about income taxes. No one is making more than a billion dollars on their income. And what they do, him and Elizabeth Warren and all the others, will talk about taxing capital gains. Yeah. Yeah. Or unrealized. Unrealized. Because when you talk about people making a billion dollars, most of the time he's talking about money that they haven't even made. It's just, um, it's um, it's Fugazi. It's fairy dust. It's not even just real. Just numbers on a computer screen. And then he talks about, now, he said billionaires shouldn't exist, Charlie. Okay, we'll keep this in mind. He's talking about confiscate. If you make over a billion, well, you just take everything over a billion. What about the next year? What if you don't spend all of that money? So you got $998 million in your bank account because you only spent a million bucks that year. And you make another billion dollars the next year. Does that mean they take all of it except for two million of it? Because he said billionaires shouldn't exist. That's what he means. So you're just talking about one year. He's talking about basically like net worth cap. There's gonna, they want to put a cap on net worth. Which, by the way, what would happen is uh, no one would make a billion dollars and they, the government wouldn't get hardly any of it. <laughs> no one would continue to produce and create the things that they create. That's you right. know. When Jeff Bezos was worth a billion dollars, most of you had never heard of Amazon before. It was nothing yet. When Elon Musk was worth a billion dollars, Tesla was still a company that hadn't even made any cars yet. And SpaceX was just some kind of a dream that had never existed. And you're saying that they would never be able to make any more money past that? So you're just telling me that they would just keep going now, here we are 20 years later, that they're just going to keep working their butts off all the time and never increase their money whatsoever. No, they just stop. That's what happens. And they cash out their billion dollars and then they go to the Dominican Republic with me here in a couple days, <laughs> or they go to Spain with Charlie, you know, that is what people on the left want. That is what these crazy democratic socialists want is a world where no one ever creates anything anymore. They have decided that we have enough, that we've created enough things and that 2023, the things that we have, write them down on paper that's enough. We don't ever need any new things, no new creations, nothing else after that. And so we take all of this and we just divide it out. Mm -hmm. What if they would have decided that in 1950? Think about where you'd be right now. We'd be in 1950s. We'd be in 19, we'd be in Cuba. We'd be just like Cuba. Okay. Yes. Cuba. Sorry. Yeah. Be just like them. Driving around 1950s cars, eating 1950s food, <laughs> going to 1950s hospitals. <clears throat> All right, let's. Uh, it was let's really when I did go there. We did a little bus tour, and it was quite fun. Me because they, we drove by a hospital, and, mm -hmm. the, and the tour guide made a point to talk about how Cuba has free healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> now, never mind the people starving in the street. Yeah, you know? and that hospital uh, probably didn't look like a place you want to take your dead no. dog to. More than likely, no. No. Nope. I think I would. I God cut, couldn't survive that hospital. I would cut my own arm off probably <laughs> before going in there. So, all right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, and some Cubans. They probably need to hear it yeah. and uh, help them get to Florida. Hola. That'd be nice. <laughs> Text us 
on your Converso app. Download it. The link is in the show notes. Text us at 555-184-3042. That's 555-184-3042. You need to download the Converso app. It's the only place where true privacy exists. Um, That's it. Go to nacecrashcourse.com, learn about the market, and godhatesfeds.com to get yourself one of a cool new t-shirts that mm. Nate's been designing in a spare time. I still can't decide on the words for the for the flag one. This man is just a, a I don't know thumb what do. designer. I was working on his phone. Guys, I designed the shirts on my phone, on, on an phone. app on my phone. Yeah. Okay. And it's beautiful. And then And yeah. also you can get <clears throat> to the Fed Haters Club through that link too, or go to joingmail.com. If you do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow for the um well for the last episode that we're together. For mm-hmm. a couple weeks. But don't worry, there's still going to be episodes. Yes. I've already recorded four of them, and I have five more outside of the one that we'll be doing tomorrow that I'm going to be recording also. I got too many of them, actually. Nate's got too many episodes. He's, he's putting episodes in, in a bag right now. You guys understand what I'm doing for you? I'm talking to people <laughs> on a Zoom call. Yeah. Okay? I am carrying on conversations that with means you other sub- people. Subscribe. Yeah. Just subscribe, smash it, do all that. We'll see you tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.